Economic chills were felt on both sides of the border Thursday night when President Donald Trump threatened to impose a tariff on Mexican imports. Per his tweet, the tariff would be set at 5% on June 10th and go up 5 percentage points each month until October. Not only would consumers likely see higher costs, but manufacturers would suffer in Mexico as well. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is Border Dispatch, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. President Donald Trump made some news last night when he announced that he threatened to impose tariffs on everything coming from Mexico. So to answer the question of to what this will do for San Diego, we have two business reporters in right now, Laurie Weisberg and Rob Nikoleski. Welcome to the show. First, can you either of you explain what exactly is a tariff and how would this exactly work? Well, it's a tariff is kind of like a surcharge. So in this example, um, those who are importing from Mexico, they're on this side of the border is where we're paying the tariffs, whether it's for auto parts or beer importers or produce importers, they're paying the tariff. And so to start off, that tariff is 5% in June. And the idea is that it's going to escalate every month, another 5 to 10 to 15, and so on. So it's that extra kind of a surcharge on these goods. And Rob, what exactly will consumers feel, assuming this goes in effect, if a 5% tariff were put in place. I talked to Jock O'Connell, who's with uh, Beacon Beacon Economics uh, up in Northern California. He's an expert on trade. He said that he thought that a 5% tariff wouldn't be that bad because right after President Trump made this announcement, the Mexican peso dropped by 3 to 4%. So it kind of evens things out. But as Lori mentioned, the tariff is supposed to escalate up almost as actually as high as 25 percent in a matter of months. If that happens, that would be very serious. Um, and I interject. Um, I, I talked to, so for some real world examples, uh, the two people I talked to was an importer of craft beer in Mexico and an importer of uh, wines, specialty wines from the Valle de Guadalupe. I don't know if both of those took into account the peso devaluation, but they felt very quickly, five five percent. In the case of the beer importer, unsustainable. The wine importer said maybe they wouldn't pass it on quite yet, but they felt it would have a big impact. But again, they may not have taken into consideration the the peso. Um, exchange rate. Yeah, but another thing to keep in mind is a lot of companies work on a very small profit margin, Mm -hmm. 1% or 2%, and that goes for both sides of the border. So even if it's just 1% or 2%, that would make a difference for a lot of people. What What are you hearing from those importers of specialty goods that deal with, you know, products that may have a very small profit margin? So I talked to both a, a beer importer and a wine importer, and both both said they they are working on very small margins. The the beer importer, there's three Mexican brands. He said he's not sure he can survive even on the five percent tariff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's quite concerned. Um, there's not a wiggle room. He said when ultimately you're buying a six pack, can he really pass that on? Are you going to pay another dollar or two because those beer brands are already high? Mm-hmm. The wine, similarly, the wine importer said they're trying to raise the profile of the Valle de Guadalupe wines, which maybe we know here, but n- maybe not nationally. So they're thinking that would really hurt the rate, hurt the marketing of that brand to raise those prices anymore. So they're they're worried about that, and they're wondering how 
how long they can eat those prices. Or maybe they try to beat the June 10th deadline、mm-hmm. and just import as much as they can, a short time frame, and maybe they, they, they'll succeed that way, although there are costs on the other end for doing that.、Mm-hmm. And also, Rob, you mentioned a couple times the immediate impacts of this announcement. The tariffs have not been put into place yet, but you mentioned the peso devaluation. Can you kind of explain how that works? Because that's not something that people think about every day unless you're a business reporter or an economist. That's true.、Uh, Naturally, if the peso is worth a little bit less, then the dollar is a little bit stronger. You can buy more with, with that dollar. So, when it comes to trading, it kind of gives a more advantage to the US in the short term, right? Because those dollars go further? The short answer is yes.、Um, you know, one thing, I,、uh, another person I talked to, we, we forget about the, maybe we don't forget about it, but the, the auto industry.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's not just an impact on the automobiles themselves. But it could be also, I was told by the Center for Automotive Research, also on repairing your car,、um, maintenance on your car, those parts, there's all come with a cost. And they're crossing the border multiple times in some cases.、Yeah. So keep multiplying the impact of those tariffs. So car repairs, going to your auto dealership for a new car, the whole gamut, they're quite concerned about that impact. And they think that it may discourage、uh, investment on this side of the On this side of the border for plants, if there's this uncertainty, that they're very concerned about that uncertainty in the cost of doing business. And the economists that I talked to today talked about how the supply chain is really interwoven between California, the US, and Mexico. So the tariffs in many cases could easily just be multiplied over and over again. Is that because a lot of the vehicles that,、uh, uh, that Lori mentioned, they've been manufactured in Mexico, but they contain subcomponents. Especially、mm-hmm. electronic components that were made in California. They go into a car that was made in Mexico and is then imported into, Cal- into、uh, California or into the United States. Certainly, it's like layers upon layers.、Mm-hmm. And also,、um, we've written stories kind of addressing this topic in a similar way when there w a s threats to shut down the border a couple months ago, but that didn't happen. What are you hearing from sources? Is there a sense of fear or is it just another? Saber rattling from Trump via Twitter? Well, I think in, the, in the, the, the prospect of a border shutdown, probably was more in what you, the arena of what you're saying, saber rattling.、Mm-hmm. This seems more definite and it seems much more fear inducing than the last time around. They,、um, when I talked to somebody from the chamber, chamber of Commerce today, she said starting from last night all into late night, early morning, afternoon, all they've been getting are panic calls from businesses. Who don't want to talk on the record to us,、Makes、but、sense. they're very concerned and they've been expressing their concerns to the chamber because that's their representative.、Um, they're very worried. I see a much more palpable sense of fear than I did on the, the border shutdown. And on a macro sense, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 354 points today.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I, right before we did this interview, I made a quick look at stocks for, cal- for, for、uh, vehicles or car manufacturers. They were all down. Some as much as 5% today. So I think that sort of underscores what Lori's talking about. And also, perhaps the most tangible thing about when it comes to tariffs is the amount of food that we import from Mexico. And, you know, restaurants buy all this produce and then the price gets passed down. So,、um, can you kind of quantify that impact that people may see if this goes into effect in a couple months? So, in terms of category of imports,、um, food produce primarily is further down, but it's still substantial.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, the typical things we talk about, like avocados, strawberries, herbs, tomatoes, a number of lettuces, a number of those things. So, 
Yeah, we're and we're very price sensitive when it comes to food. So maybe on the food we order in a restaurant in the produce section of the supermarkets, there might be a you know a brief blip in prices. Um, it's hard to say how the distributors are going to pass that on or whether they'll absorb it um, or whether they'll seek discounts from the farmers in Mexico as a way of, you know, you pay half, I'll pay half. So there's a question mark there, but I, I think very real um, potential impact um, on our grocery bills and restaurant meal bills. And this also comes at a time after terrible flooding and severe weather in the Midwest. So eventually those prices for some supplies may be seen anyway because of our own production. Right, right. And I think, I think there's a hope that this is short-lived, that this is um, leverage that Trump is using um, to contain the border uh, migration. But who knows? But they're, they're hoping that this is, this is a short-term problem and we can move on from there. But they're worried because they don't know the answer to that question. Yeah, it's, and it's difficult to separate the economics from the political aspect of this. Yes. And I talked to a political uh, or I'm sorry, I talked to an economics professor at UC San Diego, James Hamilton, today, and he brought up the fact that, yes, this escalated tariff could or would put a lot of pressure on the new president of Mexico, but he said you also have to take a look at it from the uh, standpoint of Mexican politics, where since President Trump is laying down these markers, if you're a Mexican politician, if you acquiesce to that, you end up losing face uh, among your, your constituency. So Certainly. that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, and this comes at the eve of Mexican elections in uh, Baja as well. So a lot of things are moving at the same time. So as you guys are continuing to learn more about this subject, what big questions are you hoping to answer um, for the rest of today? Uh, well, we were, you know, as we've been discussing right now, we were trying to get a, a handle on how quickly we as consumers will see price increases. And I, I think to a degree we've seen that. Um, but I think we have to couch it in our stories, and here is ta- we're talking to you, that it's still unknown. And we mm-hmm. know whether it's the stock market or doing business, uncertainty is always the worst thing for, for people doing business or people investing in the stock market. So in that sense, in that immediate term, especially stock market, you're going to see some real impacts. But going down the road, we want to see how, and maybe we don't know that today, but how um, businesses respond. Will they will they try some ingenious ways to get around it, or will they try not to pass this on to the consumer in the beginning? Yeah, I think that the uncertainty is the big statement that kind of underlies all of this because investors, businesses, everyone involved in any kind of economic situation wants to have some predictability, and right now it's an unpredictable time. Certainly, and there are discussions going on right now if a recession is coming, so things like that just add more fuel to the fire, in a sense. And we've got a trade war going on with China, too. So that's, we haven't even touched on that. But yeah, that's true. There's a lot of layers. This is an ongoing story. I mean, just the fact that we just seemed like yesterday we were reporting on the impact of a border shutdown. And now we're back talking about this cross-border business again. So exactly. Stay tuned. Like the Chinese say, we live in interesting times. All right. Rob Nikolaski, Lori Weisberg. Thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Wendy Fry, you're a reporter for the UT, and you cover all things going on in Baja and Tijuana. And there is likely some drama today in response to what President Donald Trump announced late last night. So what's the mood right now in Tijuana? Right. A lot of nervousness, a lot of anxiety, again, once again, um, in relation to Trump's tweet, you know, threatening to put these tariffs into place would have really big impacts on the jobs 
and TJ on the manufacturing jobs and on the economy there in Sumon is actually already having an impact with the uh, devaluing of the peso today that we're seeing. I feel that people in San Diego have an understanding that Tijuana is a major, major manufacturing hub. There's a lot of goods that are made there and come across the border. But can you give us a deeper picture of what industry is like in Tijuana and kind of the direct impacts of making it more expensive to sell to the U.S.? So certainly. So I talked to this uh, senior fellow on global economy today, and he gave me a really great example sort of that you can – it helped me understand exactly how this would go down. So if you have a $5 part, like a remote control or something, and mm-hmm. you're a business owner, you make remote controls, and you send your $5 part to TJ, and they do their work, add the, par- add the parts to the remote control, and then send it back, and it suddenly becomes a $7 value. The tariff that's being proposed would not be just on that $2 value of work that was done in TJ. It would be on the total value of the product, so mm-hmm. the $7. So with that, and especially if the Mexico government decides to retaliate with tariffs of their own, business owners are looking at 10, 15, 20% on this tiny little bit of work that's done in TJ, and all of a sudden they've eaten up all the value of having the work done across the border, which really puts those jobs in TJ at risk. And it's certainly interesting right now because Tijuana is kind of in a boom with all of this construction and things like that. So this could easily kind of make things pretty bad for the city if this were to be into an effect for many months. Right. So we have been starting to see a lot of economic recovery in Tijuana and a lot of great things happening with real estate, with construction, as you mentioned, and also with these manufacturing jobs that are U.S. companies. These are U.S. companies that do the work in TJ. They provide the cheaper labor, they provide the um, work, the manufacturing work, and then send the product back to the U.S., which are, you know, Samsung. Like, my TV is from Tijuana. It was made in Tijuana. Businesses that we're all very familiar with, it's going to impact U.S. consumers and San Diego consumers on the price that they have to pay for that product. And also this announcement of the tariff was another form of retaliation about people who are crossing the border unauthorized. And this has caused some tension in Tijuana as well. So I feel like uh, we have a good grasp of the politics in the U.S., but how do things stand in Tijuana when it comes to migration and asylum seekers that are pretty common in the city? Right. So I think what is confusing people at the top levels of Mexico's government right now is exactly what it is uh, that Trump wants them to do. Like He didn't lay out a clear, solid kind of working plan of take these steps and we won't put these, these basically these punishing sanctions on you guys. He said, you know, end all immigration and, by the way, end all illegal drug trafficking you know, as well. And so there's not any real solid steps for Mexico to say, okay, we can either decide to do this and here's what we're going to get back out of it or uh, not, or we can choose to fight this. It's sort of, there. there's a bunch of confusion of what is it exactly that they want done. Mm-hmm. And have any leaders either at the national level or um, on the local level in Baja, have they had any statements uh, kind of responding to the news? Yeah, the the foreign uh, minister, uh, Mexico's foreign minister at the national level, Marcelo Ibrard, 
he is leading a Mexican delegation to Washington. They announced uh, uh, the president of Mexico put out a statement last night saying that they were going to come to Washington to try to sit down and talk. The president, however, President Trump, won't be at that meeting. He's scheduled to be in, I think, in Europe. So they'll be negotiating with Trump's aides and Trump's advisors, which we know he doesn't always, you know, listen to or follow their advice. And um, the main thing that they are are trying to trying to get across to is just that they have just gotten into place, ready to sign to submit to Congress a, a overhaul of the North American Free Trade Agreement. So. Mm-hmm. This is putting all of that sort of in peril right now. This is putting it all in in question whether or not there will be uh, a trade agreement between the countries now. Certainly it is getting uh, rather contentious on many sides. Mexico's president has taken the stance that he doesn't want to get involved into Mm -hmm. a fight with, certainly not a Twitter fight, right, with the president. He he wants to work. What he keeps saying is that he doesn't want to have a contentious relationship with President Trump. He wants to work with them as best he can. But then they they sort they say that and then they sort of go over and do whatever they want, right? With the Mexican their country. They do what they want to lead it, right? Um, so right now he's put out probably the most um, authoritative and assertive statement I've seen come out of um, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador yet saying that, look, we're likely to respond with tariffs of our own. He said, you know, you, 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 we're a region here, and I'm not sure that you're understanding how our economies um, are reliant on each other, right? So he's saying that, you know, Mexico is likely to take actions in response. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of months ago, there was uh, a chance that the border was going to shut down for some time, and that caused some chills on both sides of the border. But ultimately, that did not come to fruition. Um, is there a sense in Tijuana that this is, you know, just another one of those instances in which Trump tweets something, but nothing actually happens? Or are people legitimately worried? Right. So on the ground, yes. Around just like local residents, local business owners sort of rolling their eyes, thinking, okay, yeah, he tweeted something again. Great. You know, he's things and they don't happen. Mm-hmm. But among um, business leaders or um, economists, people who study the issue, they, they are saying that he's much more likely to impose a tariff, uh, just looking at what he's done with China. And, you know, he's not, um, typically predecessors and predecessors have, have thought, have tossed around the idea of a tariff, but have realized, oh, wow, that would be so painful to us too. It would be so hard to do. And backed off of it, but Trump, he he likes the idea of tariffs, right? He's, <laughs> he he thinks that um, it's a good idea to do. He doesn't have a have a drawback of seeing kind of the pain towards both economies that it would cause. So the top economic uh, economists and the uh, business leaders are actually concerned that this is something that might actually come to pass. And also, as you spend some time on both sides of the border, what are some big questions that you're hoping to answer for yourself um, as this story develops and we get closer to June 10th? The, the, the weakening of the Mexican peso um, against the American dollar, uh, it, it, it has a lot of impact on shopping trends at Las Americas and um, on the other side. So if you work in the United States and live in Tijuana, 
uh, in the short term, that's a great deal for you. You just got 50 cents more on 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 each of your dollar for the short term, right? And mm-hmm. and these economic fallouts that we're talking about are going to be long term. The jobs and all that stuff was going to take a while to develop. So for the short term, there might be a lot more shopping going on in Tijuana, and those businesses might be doing a little bit better than. You know, there's a lot of people who cross the border to shop at Las Americas and San Ysidro. Those stores, if people are going to be paying 50 cents on the dollar more because of the exchange rate, are likely to suffer, which is our own local tax revenue. All right, Wendy Fry, thanks again. Thank you so much for having me. In other border news, for the first time in 30 years, a new political party is likely to take over power in Baja, California. Politicos are calling it the AMLO effect, in reference to Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador. Voters will head to the polls Sunday to elect a governor, mayors, and a 25-seat Congress. Despite rising violence and an economic downturn in the six months since taking office, his message of change still resonates. López Obrador's average approval rating remains upwards of 75%, making him one of the most popular presidents in Mexico's recent history. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. We also host community events, including a forum on June 5th called Confronting Hate, Bigotry, Ignorance. Join community leaders and moderator Stephen P. Dinkin at the National Conflict Resolution Center. For more information and to register, go to confrontinghate.com. Until next time.